Hello and welcome to the Real to Rank podcast, the podcast that ranks your favorite film franchises one movie at a time. I'm Devin Specht, and with me as always is my brother Dayton. Hey, hey, hey everybody. And today it's the crossover that I suppose some people ask for. Yeah, the passing of the torch, if you will, from one generation yeah. to the next generation. Whoa! <laughs> whoa! Whoa! It continued whoa. on after the original series. Whoa! Whoa! Gene had more ideas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's uh yeah it's, it's Star Trek Generations the mm-hmm. yeah it does a lot of things passing of the torch mm-hmm. uh, from one era to the next kind of yeah kind of uh, lots of uh, dicking around. Lots of kind, a lot of uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> just techno babble bullshit. Mm-hmm. Lots of that. Lots of that. It is undoubtedly a next generation movie. <laughs> Very much is. Data's doing just, stuff. Yeah, uh, Brent Spiner chews the scenery. Mm-hmm. He has just, some good moments. Oh, he does. He's he is something that actually lifts the fucking movie. <laughs> he does. It's true. He, he goes through. A, there's at least some dynamic. Stuff going on with Data, dynamic. A data child is burned around. to death. Everything you want out of Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of them. One of them uh, quality Star Trek adventures. It's just there's yeah, time travel. There's a bit of time travel, uh, fucking shenanigans. Yeah, filler. Time fuckery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Nexus. You're either Nexus or against us. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you go through that portal, and Wade Barrett's just there. <laughs> <laughs> so few people are gonna get that oh um, yeah i know that's the yeah the, the intersection of star uh, trek fans uh, and wrestling fans is basically a circle that's what that Venn diagram <laughs> looks like uh, <laughs> yeah so mm-hmm. yeah this was a thing that uh that happened yeah direct uh released 1994 david carson mm-hmm. is our director yeah, uh, written by veteran science fiction uh, TV and movie scribe Ronald D. Moore. Uh, who I think did he write any of the previous? Gener- I feel like we've talked about him before in regards to Star Trek. Stuff. I'm sure. Yeah, I can't remember uh, I if have he wrote no any of the memory for this shit. I know it like it's been forever since we talked Star Trek, but he's the guy who reimagined Battlestar Galactica for the Sci-Fi Channel. It was awesome. Uh, he writes a lot of really, really good stuff, and he wrote this movie. And he also, yeah. yeah, he wrote a lot of really good stuff. He also wrote, <laughs> he wrote Star this. Trek Generations. <laughs> he also wrote this. Yeah, I'm sure he has a number of those credits too, where it's like, yeah, I turned that in on a weekend because there was a deadline. <laughs> I mean, not that it's bad. I'm not. It's, I don't want to. It's, it's very no. mid. It's very like, yeah. It's 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 Star it's Star Trek. I mean, it's. Fine. Did yeah. you want to watch two starship captains just climb rocks? <laughs> climb rocks? People argue on rocks? Just doing a lot of stuff on rocks? Uh, Lots yeah, of rocks. Well, all kinds of starship captains. Thick captains, skinny <laughs> captains, captains who climb on rocks, even captains with chicken pots. <laughs> captains for days. We've got tons of captains. You know. We get Kirk on the bridge, mm-hmm. and the bridge on Kirk. <laughs> then we get the, <laughs> then we get fucking uh, Captain Cameron Fry, 
Like yep. In, oh yeah, you gotta stuff. drive the star. You gotta drive the starship in reverse to make sure there's less miles <laughs> the on it. fucking goes down. Captain... We warped so fucking far, Ferris. <laughs> <laughs> my dad, the admiral's really gonna notice this. He's gonna beat my ass. He's gonna kick uh, my ass. Yeah. Um, thanks. Thanks, Alan Ruck, for being here. Uh, that was cool, though. That was, that was pretty. Yeah. Neat. Um, yeah, and then we got, of course, Jean Luc Picard. Uh, so, which he's he's good. See, this is my my problem here with all of these movies. Really, is that I I never was a big I don't I've never watched a lot of the Next Generation. I have no attachment to anybody. Really, I've hit the high notes. I've watched more episodes. I I've watched uh, quite a few. I haven't watched all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, my, my biggest problem is that I tried to watch them in order, and that was a mistake. Yeah. Uh, because the early seasons are bad. Right. Uh, it's sort of like, I feel like, kind of like a Deep Space Nine thing where you kind of got to pick and choose the seasons where, like, well, for me, like, the Dominion War seasons are the best ones because they're just a lot of stuff happens. You know, and I've seen, like, Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra, Arms Wide. Okay. That episode. That's an episode. It's, it's a whole race of aliens that speak in figures of speech. All of it. <laughs> another one of those where they were bored one Saturday. Actually, it's really good. It's just like when you get down to it, you're like, how the fuck would that language work? Yeah, it's but it's really all based common. on stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just kind of like um, the way that it would work is just like if you want to describe something, you would describe it in figures of speech. Like, uh, Okay. Yeah. So kind of like how the Elcor always kind of preface everything they say with, you know. You no. delighted. But this is like a story form it, where it'd be like it would be Elcor walks it, through the door, goes to the bank, deposits no. money. It would be like to describe it, it would be like, you know, Superman fighting Batman. It, it would would be your thing about conflict between heroes. So you're expressing <laughs> all of it is expressed in terms of other stories and you have to kind of be in on it. And oh. so Darmok and Jalad at Tanagra is a story that... in their okay. culture about two people meeting a, a meeting of minds. Would you and it's would you put it that way? It makes me feel like okay, that's kind of how we communicate as a family. <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah, it's it's a lot of that. Um, I've watched some of the stuff with the Borg. It's you know it's hit or miss. It's not my favorite. Um, mostly because I find that a lot of episodes of Next Generation, instead of doing, like, they tend to be really concerned with the sci-fi of it when I don't give a fuck. Right. Where that was kind of just the the frame of the thing for the adventures in the first original series. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, there's a teleporter accident and our captain's been separated into good and evil forms. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. weird. And they <laughs> well, don't even get happened. it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, they we, we found a portal that took us back in time, and now we have to kill a lady. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then we found another portal that took us to a whole planet full of gangsters. For some no, that was just a planet. Of that hats. was just a planet? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those are all just planets that are uh, that all just appear to be on the uh, back lot of the Desilu <laughs> Studios. It's, gotta love, gotta love the universe. It's a big place. <laughs> the universe, it's, space is really big, and Anything on some of those happen. planets, it just so happens that the Roman Empire is here. Mm. What a wow! Uh, yeah, 
Um, that is part of the charm of it, though. And then it's kind of funny because they do have to justify it later when they do <laughs> lean more science yeah. fiction. It's like when uh, fucking DC Comics or like Marvel Comics have to justify all of the shit that happened in the Golden Age, where mm-hmm. it's just like, yeah, no, that all happened. Yeah, totally. Yeah, just roll with it. Batman decided that he needed to go out every day in a different color outfit. It yeah. was a thing he did. Was it was a yeah. phase. There was a zebra outfit, and then there was, a, you know, all kinds mm-hmm. of stuff. Batman is zero. He, he met a whole other he guy. Met... He was a bat- Batman from a whole other planet. <laughs> from space. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, so, yeah, this is like a meeting. Even though there are other next-gen episodes where they meet members of the crew. Mm-hmm. So they do actually meet Scotty, and I know they met Bones. Yeah, I know Bones had like a thing where he was walking through the hallway of the ship, kind of looking like he was in awe. But I thought that was a sweet moment. Yeah, disco I've bones. Seen some things, yeah, disco bones. Yeah, yeah. we. Uh, the world needs more disco bones. If if I went to the convention circuit, I would go as disco bones. <laughs> would you? <laughs> With that Very fucking sick. Thing. That sick deep V, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah, from the fucking the motion fucking the picture. motion picture. Yeah, remember? Was, yeah. Oh god, yeah. Jesus Christ, that was a, with that beard. That was like a... I can't join the starship, Captain. <laughs> I'm I'm doing Club Twenty Studio Fifty Four. Studio Fifty Four. I'm doing lines up this Romulus ass. <laughs> 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 Yeah. Okay. Now I remember. I thought you're because I was remembering next gen. There was like a part where old, old bones was walking through, and he was literally like looking like he was, like a hundred and ten. Like, yeah. Ah, space. That was kind of what he was doing. Yep. Yeah. Uh, they. Yeah. They met. I think they met like a lot of them. I don't know. Some people are gonna get upset by my lack of next generation knowledge. I, mean, I don't. I'm just putting it on know. Front Street. I don't. I never. Was never, I, was, I don't know, it's just never... I'm hoping at one point in my life I will, like, see the charm of it and reevaluate it. Because I don't think it's, like, terrible. I don't have anything against no. it. I've just never... You know, it's like, cool. Who, who else is, like, where's Benjamin Sisko? You know what I mean? Or Yeah, or, well, I don't... I was never into that. Yeah, I know. But you know what I'm saying. It's like... Where's where's Jonathan Archer? The Faith of Hell the Hell yeah. Yeah. Where's Trip? His prized beagles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Love that dog. Yep. Anyway, so that's uh. Yeah, let's, that's the let's just get into for, it. Preface for generations. Yeah. yeah. Well, to get because like yeah, there's a reason that we started because I think we both have a appreciation for the original series more, mm-hmm. and there's a reason that we just had a hard stop here. Yeah. Um, uh, because this movie is barely connected yeah there's really i mean there is like there is an element of like okay we see the transition of there's some of the original people here to okay all the new people but eh. well it's also trying to be like the first next generation movie while also bridging the gap and passing the torch Mm -hmm. from one to another which is just bizarre you know yeah um, I think that's part of what doesn't make it work. I kind of wish it was more. Like, I wish they interacted more. I wish yeah. there was a lot of things that made... Well, I think there are some cool... Like, a lot of the worst Star Trek movies always have, like, really cool ideas in them. 
And I think there are some neat ideas that are in this one. Everything is just executed so... Like, what is the... Adequately. It's adequate. Like, it's, it's just... Fine. It's fine. It's not bad. It's just kind of dull. Like, <laughs> yeah. and not and not in, like, the atrociously, painfully dull of the motion picture. It's just... No. You know, it, it, like, it kind of feels the time. Not in a terrible way, but in a way where I was literally sitting there at one point where I was like, why am I watching two Starfleet captains riding horses? I don't... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's you just know? like... It's just a lot of padding yeah. uh, towards the end. And then, like, yeah, by the time he was just like, I know, so Glyden's like, I know someone who can help. And I'm like, oh, fuck, he's still in this movie, isn't he? That's right. Yeah, they're supposed to. <laughs> yeah, he's on the cover. Uh. Yeah. Wow. Huh. Shit. Um, and, yeah, I guess uh, we can jump right in with our bottle in space. Yeah, we get a, just, a, a fucking glorious I guess, shot of this fucking champagne bottle drifting through the cosmos. Yeah, a bottle of champagne of Dom Perignon from 2257. Yes, something like that. But just slowly. I guess uh, when you christen a starship, you just kind of yeet it from the port <laughs> and you wait for Isaac Newton to catch up. Yeah, hope. <laughs> it hits. <laughs> You're really like, home. Because it's, you know, if you miss even by a little, that thing's just gone. It's going for, like, a whole opening credit sequence. Says, uh, you know, and I'm imagining all the people on the bridge is like, hold on, hold, hold, yeah. it's hold. It's crazy waiting for a tiny bottle onto this massive, gargantuan, in comparison, space vessel. Yeah. It's like, bing. Oh, okay, but, now know, it's a it's ship. It's tradition. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, they're like, oh, we've welcomed its old fogies day at the new Enterprise as we allow uh, Chekhov and Scotty and Kirk to show up. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess it's the new newest version of the Enterprise, right? The Enterprise B, I think they said, or was it C? It's one of them. Because, the, well, the one The original that... one blew up in three. Yeah, and the one that the next-gen people are using in this one is the Enterprise D. So Yeah, so this is... I think it's C. C. We'll go with C. I don't know. Well, yell at me. Yell send, at me on Discord. Send your hate nerds. mail to the. To the <laughs> <laughs> oh fucking no! <laughs> All I know is that I don't like it. I don't like the look of it. It's. It's one. Yeah, it's in that again. It's part of this weird transitional phase where it's like this is like the '80s of the Star Trek universe, and it's not. And they changed uniforms again, and I'm like, Jesus, Starfleet spends so much on their uniform budget. Well, you just know, you fucking... gotta find a right look for space for him. You gotta look good while you're you're out gallivanting across the galaxy. I yeah, I mean, I like the I, I, my favorite still the the two onwards those ones where mm-hmm. you look like you're fucking Napoleon with your fucking the red the cherry match yeah. ones. I still yeah. Oh man. I don't think I. Though I, I, don't think I mean, since if, the original, I've found one that I've really liked. I mean, if I had to do it as my job, I imagine I would really like the uh, original series ones because those are just like a long sleeve shirt and black <laughs> pants. pants. Yeah, those same comfy. Unless you're a woman, in which case you have to hike, get yeah, yourself in that miniskirt, lady. <laughs> yeah, pretty, you know, a lot of fresh air wearing one of those. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's pretty short, Nurse Chapel. You're gonna have to get used to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, as uh, as we mentioned previously, Alan Ruck is our as our new captain. Captain. Well, I wrote it down. John uh, Hannison. Hannis something. It's either uh, Captain Cameron Fry. Captain Fry. Captain Fry. Uh, he is our. Well, yeah, he's taking charge and of this ship that's just. I guess around for press appearances. I, well, I, this I think like, this is the they're kind of the it's new, so they're just giving it like a test run. Like they said, they're taking this around Pluto, just around the block, and you know this is just for you know get a get some good pictures. Nothing, not going to be doing yeah. any missions yet, that sort of thing, because everything else is going to be showing up on Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday is the vital day when everything gets everything. in. Deliveries are always on Tuesday. It's it's like Jurassic Park, where like you know the vital things that are important. Fuck it, get it, get it done now. Like, go in with a skeleton crew. Mm-hmm. It's only an insurance thing, so that your business runs. Right. It, you know, you don't need that. You don't need a tractor beam. Dead weight. We got to <laughs> get a reporter. Well, you know, it, again, gonna be installed on Tuesday, and not expecting any distress calls just right it's, on the edge of the fucking wherever. Well, the fuck right they next were to Earth. System. Yeah, because that's everything's re- weirdly relative in Star Trek. You're the only ship in the area. You're supposed to be going around Pluto. What the fuck? You're in the local cluster, man. Yeah, like, like that's like heart of the Federation, isn't it? It would be like saying, like, oh, we're the only ship in the area, and it's like off the coast of Virginia, and there's no one that can help you. We're like taking fire. We need backup. There's nobody around for miles near New York City or something. Like, yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like you got backup for miles, dude. Yeah, it's that's kind of what it feels like, which I get. It's a whole Star Trek thing, but it's like mm-hmm. you're you're in Earth. Yeah, not nobody. Literally nobody. There's no other spaceships around I get Earth. space is big, but again, this is also Star Trek, so space isn't really big. <laughs> so, well, yeah. Also, like, it's a seat of government. Like, anybody could walk in. Mm-hmm. There's only one ship that doesn't even have a fucking tractor beam. Yeah, well, every, everybody else in Starfleet, they're off exploring and doing stuff, you know? Yeah, that's just what they do. Oh, Sulu's daughter's here. Yeah, yeah, that was that was cool. And uh, Kirk had a moment where he's like, I didn't know Sulu had a daughter. And Scotty asked to, like, uh, Scotty's talking to him. Kirk's like, I didn't know Sulu had a daughter. And Scotty's like, oh, yeah, you didn't hear about her? She's, he had her in between the contract negotiations that broke down. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, you absolutely did. You met her, sir. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> 12 like, years yeah. ago. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yes. When did Sulu find time for a family? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, in between all these movies? Yeah. Like, he had a life, man. He captained a ship. Yeah, he did other stuff. Just, you know, he just didn't tell you about his personal life. That's normal. You know, he was, <laughs> yeah. What, you expecting Sulu to update you with everything going on in his fucking... I, I mean, his yeah, his boys. You know? Kirk was just like, my crew, my dangerous, <laughs> dangerous night's crew. On their status is, man. <laughs> They're... Yeah. Lonely at the time. Uh, but yeah, and, uh, it's like, Kirk, can you give the order to go underway? And he's like, ah, I don't. Yeah. Ah, I mean, you know, I mean, and then everybody kind of peer pressures him, and then he was like, <clears throat> well, let's go. And then Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I and yet, say we should go. 
Yeah, so then there's a distress call. There's three ships in the middle of a beam or ribbon. It's the ribbon. Yeah, um, but that's the nexus. This ribbon is the nexus, right? That's the Yeah, deal. it's a... It looks like a ribbon. Ever ending happiness. You can always see the sun, day or night. Like it's it's like uh, it's beyond. It's it's like the fucking Black Mercy from DC Comics. It like latches on. It doesn't latch onto you, but you like you fall in, and you're like, oh, this is the best thing ever. I'm gonna stay here for as long as I wish. Which isn't like a bad deal, but I guess and you. you're just outside of time and space, mm-hmm. so you just kind of are in a dimension of pure joy. Yeah, where it just keeps feeding you everything that you want to see, right? Forever, forever. And, and ever. if you're, if if you're a normal person, you stay there. And if you're Picard, you're just like <laughs> not bored. <laughs> I gotta get it. I don't want to be harangued <laughs> by these all these children. This isn't oh. how I want it all. Um, oh God! In my fantasies, I have a massive house and well, they should have said this. What? Well, he lives in like an 18th century aristocrat. <laughs> he does. He's, he's French. He's Jean Luc Picard. I don't. I've never understood this because he is, as we will find out, he had has had a brother named Robert and a nephew named Rene, and he is Jean Luc Picard. But he is very English, and he has very English children. Yeah. <laughs> never understood. That. What of it? Yeah. It's Neo France. That's what it is in the future. Yeah, it's just England. Uh, but yeah, he's just like, that. Nah, fuck it. I don't want her anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm out. <laughs> well, I get, they should have set this up better because the 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 villain, Malcolm McDowell, needs to, I guess, destroy a star, which will destroy a whole solar system in order to do it. And he wants to save the crew well, of the Enterprise and all the civilians that are on the Enterprise. Well, and also, you know, Viridian 4. If the, Are there even with, people on there? There's like 200 million people on Viridian 4. Did they say that? I didn't catch it. Yes, Data says that... The, because, like, his plan is to destroy the stars such that it moves the gravity so that he can get sucked up into the Nexus and live his fucking fantasy <laughs> life forever. Kill forever, leaving everybody alone. Why did he have to forever. do this on Viridian 3, though? Because Viridian 3 was in the path. Oh, That's okay. it. Because he just didn't give a shit. Gotcha. Okay. Because his race of advanced aged people, I guess he's like <laughs> a fucking Numenorean, where he looks exactly like a normal fucking person, but I know, what kind of alien old. is this? Whoopi <laughs> Goldberg's like, apparently an alien, too. I didn't know that. I knew she was a next generation. I didn't know she was like... Yeah, she doesn't have eyebrows. That's what makes her an alien. <laughs> wow <laughs> this is fucking standards for aliens i knew the, it was because malcolm mcdowell didn't want it to do any makeup i knew that was why well like well that's part of it also like star trek has a long proud history of just like yeah he has fucked up ears he's an alien yeah or they just draw shit on your face like yep see he's an alien yeah look at his skin <laughs> it's just i don't know it just feels so like <laughs> he just looks like Malcolm McDowell. He's an alien. He's just Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> He's just... He, he came from didn't... a planet called London. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we just really wanted Malcolm McDowell, and he didn't want to be here. Yeah, and we didn't but, really, you know... But yeah, the Nexus destroys ships, and as far as everyone knows... So, Kills like, this people? is where, like... 
No, it doesn't. You can't so get into the Nexus. So all those flew onto the Nexus. They didn't die then. But nobody knows that. So, yeah, uh, he could just, like, fly into the Nexus, but he wanted to be damn sure. Because that's what happened to Kirk. Mm-hmm. But then again, nobody ever leaves the Nexus if they can help it, except well, for Gwynn and Picard it. and Kirk. Because, yeah. you know, I guess the land of pure joy is just not good enough. <laughs> well, I guess it just becomes... It's one of those things where, you know, paradise just becomes boring after a while. <coughs> it almost becomes like a purgatory. There's a Twilight Zone episode that does the same thing way better. Yeah. The guy thinks he went to heaven and he keeps winning all of his gambling and, like, you know, he can pick up any woman he wants. And then, like, after, like, a month, he gets entirely bored. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's hell. You're in hell. You get everything that you ever want forever, and it's all empty and hollow. Mm-hmm. So I guess the same principle is like applies here. It just again isn't isn't fucking articulated well. No, I mean I think if you cut out a lot of the faffing around that they do, because they mm-hmm. do just a lot, a lot of fucking dicking around. There's an, this movie is two hours, and I think you could cut. 15-ish minutes out and make it much more streamlined. <laughs> I'd argue even like 25. Yeah, you, you could, could... You could totally go like... Yeah. Well, because it's also just like some characters don't do fucking shit. Like, Worf doesn't do fuck all in this movie. No, all Worf does is get wet. It gets a hat. and like <laughs> He gets yeah. hat and gets wet. That's it. And I didn't even get Deanna Troy using her magical empath powers. Is she an alien? She is an alien. Uh, she is a, I want to say, a Beta Zed. Okay. I think that's it. And their power is that she can feel empathy. And most of the time, she just tells you what people are feeling, which you can kind of tell if you're an actual <laughs> normal person. If you just look at them. Like, <laughs> like yeah. Errol, I was surprised that she didn't, when the captain was up and having a tizzy, just be like, you seem really <laughs> upset, captain. I'd be like, wow. Yeah. Well, phenomenal empathy powers. Empath. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> so like i mean some of the crew gets to do cool shit yeah i mean dr beverly crusher doesn't get to do anything yeah she doesn't besides really... get wet yeah I she think gets you, wet too yeah. you either do something or you get wet <laughs> that's the rule this is like an entry in the series Mm-hmm. but anyway back in the past 78 years ago mm-hmm. uh they're, the, of course, the only ship in range because it's the Enterprise. There's just a fucking attraction away from it. There is no other Federation ships that could ever be near it. No, not at all. It's like it's made out of radioactive waste. <laughs> it's just nothing around. And yeah, it's a distortion. It blows up one of the refugee ships. Yep. And it's, and, all, uh, it's a big horrifying sight. Yeah, 200 people are dead and... They're going to die, too, because they're getting pulled into it. Mm-hmm. And they beam up 48 people. Or Scotty does, because Scotty's a fucking G. Yeah, he's uh, a fucking master of teleportation. Meanwhile, I noticed some people on the bridge looked familiar. I think there's a guy who's in Yeah, a like future... in Voyager, isn't he? Yes. Like, he becomes I... a Vulcan later. Yes. And... The helmsman is a that guy actor that yep. always seems to be like well, uh like a hard ass or like the military? guy in charge. Yes, uh, yes, no, he's uh I want fuck, he, 
He's in so much stuff that we will watch. Like, he's an X-Men first <laughs> class as a military guy. He's in the Call of Duty games as, like, the Overlord? The your kind of mission control guy? Yeah, he's always, like... I think he was Sam Lane in the uh, Arrowverse for a couple episodes. He is very much a military dude. Brett more, more something. It will come to me at some point. After the episode's over, likely yeah, if I know. When I look at Wikipedia, you'll you'll call me and be like, I got it. I know the I know the man. I know him. I looked it up. <clears throat> but yeah, the ships are trapped, and Kirk, because the you know, Captain Cameron just can't handle it. Well, he just yeah, I guess decides to go like, first first day on the His job. I guess leadership ability came in on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, you know. It's not really built for this. It's just, you know. Like, My job's only ceremonial. Pretty much, yeah. I didn't think like, I'd be doing yeah. anything. It's like the med bay wasn't there. And really, this well, whole thing turns into a massive PR disaster. Massive as they've managed fuck. To, Fucking the legacy of kill. the Enterprise C will always be stained by the death of, Ad- of Captain Kirk. Well, and like 400 fucking other people. Yeah. That died in the ribbon. Yeah, about, yeah. So, yeah, they, you know, it's like, oh, we got to do science bullshit. Yeah, we got to, like, well, Scotty is what able we... to, like, teleport people in, but then they're like, we're getting pulled in, too. We don't have any torpedoes. We can, like, simulate the, the reaction of a torpedo. We just, like... Uh, fucking hit a golf ball against a laser dish, make a noise, real loud, like something like that. You know, they make it's a, you know, it's what if we use the positronic emitter to hit a hit it with a force wave of science bullshit, yeah. and that'll hit with the tachyon waves. Mm-hmm. Solar winds will be caught by these mylar <laughs> sails. <laughs> it's just like they can just say whatever the fuck they want. Yeah, it's like I don't make it work. Know. You know, like sell it. That's a uh, like, and they, you know they, they make it work, but it's very much like, dude, I don't know or care. Like, but it's Star Trek. It is Star Trek. I'll give them that. And yeah, the captain's like, oh, I'll go. You know, I I'll get the ladder. It's supposed to be your Tuesday. <laughs> yeah, then Kirk's like, no, I'll go. No, You're, I'll go. It's your ship. I'll I'll do your job. And uh, yeah. So well, also the captain that. should be on the bridge anyway. Yeah. I, I totally I did like this moment because you can see throughout that uh, like Kirk is still trying like he still has that thing of like I'm a man of action and still wants to you know do stuff but also let let the captain run his ship. Uh, Shatner is great in this. I will give him credit. Very very good. Yeah, he seems like he's having a lot of fun. Yeah, I just wish he was in it more. No, I agree. He doesn't he doesn't like overdo it. He doesn't over Shatner himself. Yeah, well, and I just, I think it'd be cool if he met other people in the crew, yeah. you know, as opposed to just meeting John Luke. and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, that really is kind of a waste, because I don't think he ever, he didn't ever appear in the, in the Next Generation, I don't think. No, because he was quite dead. Yeah, that makes sense, yeah. so Yeah, because he, I, uh, well, and also, I think they didn't want to, like, overshadow. Yeah, that also made, yeah, that's a good one, so. Yeah, no, it would have been cool if they had just written a story where they could have like pulled him out of the nexus and then like he hung out on the ship and I well because 
My biggest problem is that like Jean Luc is an idiot because it's like this <laughs> yeah. the Nexus can take you to any place anytime. It is outside of all of this. Yeah, and so he's he like, to go send like, me oh. back thirty seconds before his plan <laughs> succeeds. It's like I, I would do my best work on a timer. Like what the fuck? As opposed to, hey, why don't you send me back like a couple days to go on the holodeck and I just here's you another, know oh here's another blow up the observatory qu- instead. Here's another question. So Jean Luc. It's spoilers for later, obviously. Uh, Jean-Luc teleports like 30 seconds before the thing goes off. What happened to his past self? Um, Doesn't matter. Fair enough. I'm overthinking it. That's, it's, yeah, yeah, no, I thought the same thing. I was like, wouldn't his past self... Because like, I think we see him like try to climb through the rocks, and then... Yeah, I, yeah. maybe he just disappears because he replaced him in the... Well, know. also he creates a massive time paradox by stopping Soren with the yeah. ribbon. But they do the, They even. I do like the fact that the Star Trek universe does acknowledge all the time travel shit later. Like they have a whole agent. The Federation has like a whole agency dedicated to just investigating time paradoxes, and because that's like a big part of the Trials and Tribulations episode from Deep Space Nine that I love so much. And then they find out that Kirk is just involved with almost all yeah. of them. Yeah. Well, they like they. Ben Cisco is like, well, he mentions Captain Kirk, and both the agents are like, oh, Jesus Christ. That's <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> just what the man does. <laughs> just did this so much. The file on him is like fucking ten filing cabinets thick. Um. But yeah, he is. He is able to hit the specific buttons that allow them to hit the specific thing and, and make them get away. Yeah. But in so doing, uh, you know, Kirk is... Well, the is, ribbon thwacks the ship and, it, like, knocks it. Then we see the damage is in the, like, area where he was. And, you know, De- Lady Sulu is like, uh, Deck 15 has been hit. Direct hit on Deck 15. Who is in Deck 15? And then... Scotty realizes it, and he's like, "Call Chekhov down there." And then Captain Ruck and Scotty go down, and they see the see the now uh, destroyed the bi- engine room, the big hole. And I like the shot showing oh, the yeah. ship, like under. Really cool. Like, there's some. Well, I mean, it's 1994, so it's like 30 years old, mm-hmm. but that looked terrible. There's still though. some. No, there's some. Some green screen, like the scene with Data and Picard in whatever fucking room they're in with the computer. Oh, Cerebro, no. I guess. That <laughs> yeah. one looks... Yeah, that was, that was... <laughs> it's neat, but yeah. yeah. Like, it's just... Like, what is the purpose of this room? Computers. It's a lot of that. Yeah, but like, yeah. shouldn't the computer be able to... Here's another what thing I was thinking. You would think Starfleet would, like, make the engine room and all that stuff like closer to like the because it always seems like they always have to run down to the engine room you think they would make it like somehow more accessible centrally to everything well no because like if something goes wrong that's like the most volatile part so you want it to be detached from yeah but if something goes wrong everybody in star trek anything always is like let's run down there and fix it yeah, got that's why you have boys out in engineering. <laughs> I'm just saying, make it a bit more accessible. I mean, our our guys, they have a blind guy behind <laughs> it. He's that's just what he does. Mm-hmm. He'll engineer the he, shit out of it. He, by the way, still has some sort of broadcasting thing in his head. Yeah, well, in this visor thing, right? 
I don't know where the fuck they put it. They didn't explain anything. I thought they put it in his visor because fucking uh, Mal McDowell fucking fucks with it later. Yeah, well, because he says that, but then he says, like, I'm going to give him sight beyond sight, and he holds up Lionel's sword or whatever, and, like, I'm going to give him new eyes, and so I just <laughs> thought he fucked with him. No, I think uh, I think he was just speaking metaphorically because they, they put that thing in it for the Klingons to look at. So I don't think it's really going to matter since the Klingon ship gets destroyed anyway. Yeah, but I mean, it's still, you know, you could hack into that frequency or whatever. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't I don't know. I don't think, I think he's fine once they're dead. Anyway, it's 78 years later. Yeah, fucking uh, like 2371 A.D. And, uh. We're on the holodeck. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, well, at first you might think Starfleet's gone way vintage. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they got wooden ships mm-hmm. and old, old-timey uniforms, looking like they're uh, hunting for uh, hunting for fucking uh, ships for Napoleon. Yeah, the bounty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. master and commander style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they bring up war for the. Like, you're charged with being great at your job, and everyone likes you. Yeah, that's the most Bring serious. Bring up the Klingon and chains, damn it! <laughs> it's like this is weird. This is really yeah, it's weird. Just like, Captain, I find this vaguely racist. <laughs> Captain, this is fucking <laughs> weird. Why? What is going? <laughs> like, can't what? just say, "Hey, good job, bro." But... No, no, you can't just promote him. You gotta haze him a little. <laughs> you gotta, we gotta take him out of the holodeck and dick around on a boat. This is what I mean. I, Why are we on every... a boat? I don't want to be on a boat. <laughs> like, Why is every we... commanding officer just dicking around on the holodeck? Because <laughs> yeah, it's fun, I guess. <laughs> so, like, I mean, I get they have it, nothing but... else to do. I, I don't know, man. I, think I this also. Is... I'm weirded out by the fact that this Enterprise has, like, actual people. It's like a city. Well, that's... I did look that up. Apparently, by the... Like, the era that the next generation takes place, and that's kind of normal, because these are, like, there's... You don't have... You have civilian people working with Starfleet, so you have their families there, too, and they're, they are like city ships. That's where the uh, fucking... Uh, big alliance vessels from firefly get the get that idea as far yeah as well they're the galaxy class but yeah. it's just i mean they get into a lot of firefights with this many kids well, aboard the, again i think as, according to what i was reading according to reddit so take that with as much authority as you want but uh, by the again by the time next generation takes place it's like it's been a super peaceful prosperous era for the Federation, yeah, I guess so there's really the Klingons have already... yeah they're allied with the Klingons like there's no big no big threats around so why would they... the Romulans I suppose well yeah but the Romulans just keep themselves most of the time until you know the story declares them to be around yeah outside of them and the Borg yeah which is not like yeah yeah but so I the most I... interesting thing from Next Generation I say well I I yeah. So I get it, oh. like, what? Oh, yeah, we also didn't say that uh, downstairs in the holodeck that it, when when they beamed up somebody, Malcolm McDowell was on that. Oh, yeah, yeah, he ship. was on the he was on the ship full of refugees along with Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, like, you don't have to live like a refugee. Yeah. And he was um, like, no, I need to go back. I need to get back to my ship. And, and like, it's... Uh, uh, 
nothing there, man. Yeah. Because, yeah, I think he's trying to go to the ribbon. Yeah. I think that was probably his plan the whole time. So. Though we don't really know, because he just... It's not set up he's, very well. He's kind of bland. These Dr. Soren is incredibly bland. Mm-hmm. His motives are vague and ill-defined. <laughs> but Ad, uh, Malcolm McDowell does the best with what he is given. Well, Malcolm McDowell's a pro. Yeah, he's awesome. Like He makes it work, but when you really just kind of get down to brass tacks, it's like he's part of the... It's part the villain's part of the problem in as much as like he's not exciting. Like none of this is really like huzzah Star Trek. It's, I don't know. Yeah, all of this is very like. I'm not trying to shit on it or be super mean because it's fine. It's not crap. It's just kind of you know meandering. It's me. Yeah, it's fine. It's adequate. Yeah, like there are definitely worse things. But uh, anyway, Worf gets a hat. Mm-hmm. He's a, a, I think, lieutenant commander. Yeah. Oh. He's you know. War. He's 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 warped up. He's yeah, warping he's, up in the world. Yeah, Worf, you've been thrown around by everybody that we need to prove is a badass, and mm-hmm. for that we give you this hat. <laughs> yeah, this is compensation for getting your ass kicked so much. We thought you were the, cool. apparently. Apparently, they do this promotion bit all the time. Uh, I guess like, so, because they're like, nobody's they're just... ever gotten the hat, because somebody has to like get on the plank and jump for the hat. And uh, yeah, yeah. And then he he grabs it, and makes it, and uh, Riker's just like, "Fucking get rid of that plank!" <laughs> Nobody, I want to see somebody get wet. And, uh, and then everybody's laughing and have a good time, and Data's like, uh, "Doctor Crusher, I don't understand." Well, fucking Worf got Worf got wet. Why is that funny? And uh, uh, Doctor Crusher's just like, well, Data, that's just part of emotions. Things that you will, could never possibly comprehend or understand. And uh, you just got to get in the spirit of the moment, yeah, you know? Yeah. And he's like, you got to oh, be spontaneous. Okay. And he's like, and he so he pushes her. Yeah. And I think it's a little funny. <laughs> I do too. But everybody takes it like this grave, like Jesus Christ, Data. What did you do? Like he killed someone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's just like, dude, oh, that is. Shit. What the fuck, like, dude? Like he punches her or something, yeah. you know? It like, like, like he smacked her around and called her a slur. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, like, goddamn Dana. <laughs> and yeah, like, oh, that's. It, and I'm like, yeah, it, and it's written like it's this grave offense because he's like, oh, well, maybe I should just get this emotion chip installed. Mm hmm. And I was just like, I think you're just overreacting. I think everybody is overreacting a bit. It is a little funny. I mean, it's fake water. It's not real. None of this is real. (laughs) Yeah. Like, except for the costumes. Apparently Apparently the costumes, yes, are real. I was like, I thought about that too. You have to get costumed up. Picard has that in his closet. (laughs) Apparently he just keeps one. Well, and then again with replicators, could, I suppose. Yeah, you just make whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, did, I was thinking that. Speaking of Picard, uh, after all of the people are having the, the swimming party on the side of the boat, he gets a an urgent message from the, the bridge, and then he reads it on a little panel on the holodeck, and his face Yeah, he summons... Goes, huh? Yeah, he summons, like, a little arch on the boat, mm-hmm. and, yeah, he, he turns sour, yeah. and... Like, I, I, it's kind of cool because he goes through the holodeck 
to out out the holodeck, but it's in the middle of the boat. So yeah, like... I like when they do that because I think they did that on the show a bunch too. I like when they have that effect. Yeah, so like he leaves um, and spends most of this movie sullen, and actually I think that also works against it because I mm-hmm. get it. Yeah, but it, we don't really get like picard as we would get in the show we get like we don't get a lot of the characters as they would exist in the show at least as far as my recollection of them are well yeah and here's again also my issue here is i don't have a real good read on like picard at all like i don't know much about the dude aside from the stern. fact that he's he's stern he talks a lot about duty he is french and, uh... He is very good at his job in a different sort of way. Like the dichotomy or the difference between like Kirk, Kirk's more of like a swashbuckling hero. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then like you know, cards like Admiral Nelson, right? Yes. Yeah. Like yeah, where it's you know, Duty much more and, formal and yeah, yeah military. Yeah. You know, best of the best of the best with honors. Gotcha. And some of that comes through, but I just because they bring up <laughs> like. uh We'll talk about it when we get there, but he's this horrible tragedy and, you know, talking about like all this stuff, which if you don't, I think a part of the problem is if you don't have a connection to Star Trek too much, you won't get, this won't impact you too much. Because, yeah, on the surface of it, like, oh, this is horrible, but on the, you know, just like, oh, well, this is, all these people, these mean nothing to me, (laughs) you know? Yeah. So he's just salty for... For good reason, but it just kind of why, you know? Yeah. Well, and but they can't have too much time to to go over it because an observatory is under attack, mm-hmm. and they're of course the only ship in range. Yeah, one of those situations happens a lot around the Federation. Just they only have like five. Mm-hmm. They're really good. Yeah, all five of them are the are the tits. <laughs> <laughs> but like space is really big. Yeah. Uh, they can only really afford five. And, you know, once you have those, you know, they have the Enterprise, they have the, you know, the Orion, and uh, little Skittles, and, you know, once those two are out, you know, mm-hmm. they don't even have anything that can defend Earth. Yeah. One of those, like, moves out of orbit, things are fucked. Yeah. I mean, if Kronos hadn't had a massive, uh, uh, whatever the Moon fuck explosion. problem that they <laughs> Moon the fuck ex- problem, whatever <laughs> Whatever deal remember. happened out of this years Whatever ago. fucking highfalutin <laughs> sci-fi bullshit happened to their planet. Praxis, the moon of the Klingon moon of Praxis <laughs> has exploded. The Klingon Empire is 50 years of life left in it. And about oh, yeah. 40, 48 minutes of oxygen left on the planet. Right. Yeah. And then Kirk's like, you know, fuck them, let's dance in their graves, have a party. Let them die. Yeah, it's like a, one of my favorite moments in all of Star Trek. Yeah, okay. That's right. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, uh, Soren is another survivor, though, of the observatory. Like, I think the sole survivor? I'd say they mentioned a couple people, I think, but like five life signs on the on the thing, and he's one of them. Because the, they investigate, and it appears that the Romulans attacked the observatory. And, like, we never get anything about that. Well, I mean, like, you know, they just, just drop it. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, some Klingon, Romulans attacked an observatory. Fuck it. Ain't no big deal. 
Uh, well, because they have uh, tri-lithium, which makes really good batteries. Yeah, like, better wicked, than bi-lithium. Wicked good battery. That, that fucking rabbit's going to be beating that drum forever. And, uh, yeah, if you use it right, you can make a star stop. Mm-hmm. Is that what they say yeah. it does? Yeah, that's what he does that. Uh-huh. That's what he does. At the, the near the observatory, it causes a class 12 explosion. They say it like I know what that means. <laughs> There's a lot I must have missed. I was having like, fun writing my notes. Uh, they're like, This is a class 12 shockwave. And I was like, Oh, God, not a class 12. Class 12? Well, what's the difference between that and a class 11? Oh, oh, oh <laughs> that's smaller. Like, that's a class one shockwave. <laughs> that's a ladyfinger. <laughs> class two shockwave is the one. Like, you know, I I find your fun classification scales kind of interesting. Um, some of them are cool. I do some of them. I do like, and I do some of those nerdy details and that that like uh, minutia does make it fun sometimes. But you can't just be throwing around shit like that without with me like I don't. I have no frame of reference for a class. <laughs> Like class well, like, M, like a class M planet, I get. That's actually kind of, you know. I, yeah, I get, I, that. I get. Yeah, I get what that means. But, um, yeah. So data, though, he's feeling. Well, it's interesting because he's conflicted logically, and he's like, "I need to get better emotions. I should put on the emotion chip because mm-hmm. I, I feel guilt over what I did to Doctor Crusher." But that doesn't make sense because guilt's an emotion, so isn't he? I that's. Yeah, see what I mean? Yeah. Because I was like, I mean, isn't wouldn't you feeling bad or having any sort of response of what you did or your social connotations consider itself an emotion? And That's like, don't you already <laughs> don't you already have emotions? Like, let, let him download the fun app. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he puts. He does like yeah. He jailbreaks his own software and puts yeah. it in an emotion chip. And uh, what it does is allow Brent Spiner to just have a lot more fun in this to, movie. To act way different than he did in the show, apparently. Again, I I always found Data to be fucking unnerving. That character He has a always... fully functioning dick. I didn't know that. I didn't that's, need to. Uh, hey, that's Why? what you find out if you watch early Star Trek. <laughs> One of those episodes, they it's do. Remember that? that? Remember that? Like the the episode in the original series where like they encounter like a weird thing that makes them all drunk and stupid. The Next Generation crew finds it again, and it affects Data. And him and Tasha Yar shack up, and he says, "I'm fully functioning." So. Yes, it is canon that Data does, in fact, have a dick. <laughs> Data fucks. <laughs> well, apparently. I, You I know, I guess. Roger Tasha Yar roundly, apparently, and that's, you know, more power to the robot, but I didn't need to know that. I, I, yeah, well, now you do. That's <laughs> File that, that data away about Data. <laughs> I clock that somewhere. Yeah, uh, just, just save meet, that little wrinkle. Ever meet Brent I had, Spider, I can ask him about <clears throat> No, yeah, so uh, tell me more about Data's dick. Yeah, so why was that uh, necessary? Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I I watched, like I said, I watched several episodes of it before. I was like, wow, I I should really skip my head, <laughs> jump around. <laughs> Maybe I should move on and do other things. But yeah, he installs it, and then he just 
you know, goes down to the bar and like, I'll take a drink. And he's like, I hate this. That was this great. Is great. That was funny. Yeah. That is actually really good. I do think yeah. that the, his emotion like bit little arc or whatever goes a bit too far. Cause it does get yes. annoying at a certain point, but this here initial part where he just exclaims, I hate this. I always want to like use that on my phone. Uh, yeah, like, this, this is, is terrible. Oh my god! Do you want another? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like that's, yeah, and uh, uh, Soren had been requesting to speak with Picard, mm. and so they do, and he's yeah, like Picard. Yeah. Well, they so they go to the fucking post rescue after party wrap up because <laughs> <laughs> that's what it looks like. Everybody's just yeah. Drinking. Welcome, welcome to ten forward. <laughs> just, yeah. <laughs> We're sorry about the raid that killed your colleagues. We got half an ale. Save five of you though. Everybody party. Hey, ale you've on just us. been you've just been rescued yeah. by the Cur- Starship Enterprise. Courtesy of Starfleet. How does that make you feel? Um, we can replicate a blanket. We can't replicate the loss that you feel <laughs> about losing your work. But we can make you forget. Um, <laughs> so uh, Picard talks to Soren and Soren. Basically, he's just ranting about time. He sounds a lot like... He reminded me a lot of, like, Kaecilius from Doctor Strange, where he's just like, time is, again, the enemy of all things. The the great weight of gravity and the decay of fucking minutes and seconds time. of the body. Time, time, see what's become of me. <laughs> and fucking uh, Jean, Jean-Luc basically looks at him and just has a face of, like, are you alluding to some sort of time travel plot that's <laughs> what he looks like imagine if i could put time in a bottle mm-hmm. drink it like yeah well um we're gonna do some investigations mm. but after we're done we'll let you do it like they're very time sensitive yeah everything is time sensitive do you not have you not been listening have you been at the minute that it's time of- sensitive? <laughs> time is a very sensitive lady at this moment. Time is crying about dolphins. <laughs> I, you know, if you don't have listening about the time, I have it's I have a predator. All, I have all this seasoning in my pocket. It's time. It's time. It's a predator. It has teeth. It'll kill you. Mm-hmm. It'll gnaw on your bones. And, uh, yeah. Picard's like, Dr. Soren, I'm going to back away slowly. <laughs> I'm gonna, you just stay here and keep getting inebriated. I'm going to go and mourn. <laughs> yeah. Well, because. Like, yeah, this is. Oh, we can skip it. Troy is just like, I sense that you're sad because yeah, she's an empath. Yeah, so Troy walks into, I guess, his uh, captain's cabin. And his John, captain's quarters. Yeah, his or... quarters. And he's looking over a photo album. And fucking, uh, Troy's like, uh, what's the matter, Jean-Luc? And he's like, oh, it's just a family matter. Urkel's a real bastard. (laughs) uh, He turns himself into a robot. I don't, how, can you? (laughs) Yeah. And, and, uh, and uh, yeah, he talks about if I ever told you about my brother, which means leads me to believe that he has never, <laughs> never been mentioned in never the show. Once, never <laughs> ever mentioned any of these have, people before. I have no way of backing this up. I don't care to. I'm... But my impression was that they've never brought him up. All I have, nor have to they work brought up this kid. The movie 
is telling me, so I have no connection here. This is the problem I was bringing up before. But he's he talks about his his brother Robert, who was so opinionated. Everyone called him opinionated Robert, and then his son Rene, who was so different, so different. He was absolutely fucking disinterested. He was. Yeah, I was going to take him to San Francisco. <laughs> and he and... didn't care. Robert didn't care for it. <laughs> and it's like, well, they died in a fire. And I was like, wow, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, man. It's just all very sudden. And just there's a lot of information that he's just bringing up. So it's just, it's kind of I mean, funny. Oh, yeah. They no, burned I'm to death sorry. in a fire. And Robert yeah. was saying, it's too hot, I say. It's too hot. And Renee was just it... like, meh. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> oh, it's the only time they agreed about anything. <laughs> oh, but God. like, yeah, you can't just... Like, you can't just bring up that you have a nephew that you love dearly, and, oh, by the way, he's dead now. Mm, like, yeah, he's, the, he meant so much to me, I never brought him up to anyone before. Yeah, but, like, yeah, the, he kind of ruminates about the Picard line and how there was a Picard, like, everywhere in history. Yeah, he, he brings up, he talks about the fucking Picards like they're the fucking Lannisters. Well, know. when the Picards... Well, there was when the Bastille was stormed. There was a Picard <laughs> there. There's a there. Picard there. There's a with Picard sat on the throne of France. A Picard has done many things. Yeah. There's a Picard that colonized Mars. Mm-hmm. You know, the, wanna, all kinds of that. Know about There's Brian. a Picard that was turned into a Borg. Yeah. And uh, I'm the last of the line now. I'm the last of the Picards. Yep, so as you can see, my Picards are on the table. <laughs> and to, It's a photo album. Yeah, and to Patrick Stewart's credit, he does sell it. I mean, he does He does do a, you know. He's, I, he does his best with, it's just. It's just very sudden and abrupt, and I don't know, just telling me that your, your opinionated brother and his indifferent son burned to death in a fire didn't really like evoke the same strong emotion that he's that they're trying to to get me to feel. Yeah. And like it's not like he's that old either. No, it's like No, but he's talking like, you know, I am the last of my great bloodline. Errol. <laughs> Don't like the hubris, us. my yeah. creed. Yeah, my I thought everything would be okay because I had a brother and he had a son. Therefore the line was so secure. And it's like, you know, I'm sure if you go up and across, like, you, you, it's not like you were only children. Like, your father wasn't an only child. Like, you know, family trees nope, are, are nope. pretty... <laughs> they were the first brothers in, like, 300 years. Yeah. <laughs> it's an unbroken. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. a card only pumps out one. That's the rule. <laughs> they stop at one male. That's it. That's, that's the rule. Them's, that's how we're, them's, them's, that's how we do in France. So yeah, he's the the last of the of the line. And uh Troy, I don't remember. I I don't know if she just hasn't like that's rough, buddy. <laughs> well, I wrote down <laughs> I wrote down what I basically took to she was she basically says something nice, but I basically what she meant to say was I didn't even realize they existed. Because <laughs> <laughs> neither did I. Yeah. Like can't just bring that up. Mm-hmm. Um 
Anyway, meanwhile, on the observatory, Data's just chewing that scenery. Yeah, he's having a good they're, time. Just with with Jordy, mm-hmm. who's uh, they're on a trilithium hunt. Yeah, hunting down for that sweet, sweet trilithium. And uh, yep. Data is, uh, you know, he's basically he starts laughing hysterically because he remembers a joke that Jordy, a comment that Jordy made seven years before, which I that was yeah in the. Yeah, I think in the first episode. I think that's what Oh, is that what I think that's what the Farpoint incident is. Oh, okay. Neat. But again, I don't fucking know. Well, that if true, cool. Um And so, yeah, he's uh he's having all these all the emotions. He's thinking everything's just fucking funny. And then he's doing like hand puppets and Yeah, he's yeah, this is where it's get. It's... He decides to do a carrot top act with a tricorder. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mr. Tricorder, what does that look like to you? Yeah. And like, yeah. Data, Data, please stop. Knock it off. And, and uh, yeah, Data eventually opens a, a hidden door where the trilithium is being held. And that's when basically Dr. Soren attacks. Mm-hmm. From the darkness, um, Soren emerges. Yeah, like my experiments. <laughs> time sensitive. Does I show up on time? I think so. Come on, Droogs. And he starts firing. And... <laughs> Fucking Droogs. Yeah. I just sing it in the mouth. rain. <laughs> Bit of the old ultra violence mm-hmm. from Dr. Soren. Oh, God. My eyes are so dry. <laughs> <laughs> it pins him down. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Riker's just like, hey, have you guys seen Jordy? Did he ever? Or is that what? What happens is there's like a big flash of light, and it looks like the, like the observatory disappears, doesn't it? Something happens because well, they're like, where'd it go? Tri- well, it shoots the trilithium, mm-hmm. and that that with the star, right? And then that's what causes the star to go dark, which is the class twelve ah. shockwave. And they're like, but where's Jordy and Data? They have to get onto the observatory with Worf, and then they're pinned down by phaser fire because uh, Soren has what I can only describe as a gangster firing phaser that shoots sideways. <laughs> yeah, it's like, this is a pretty wicked. I spent 73, 73 years working on this bitch. Yeah, well, because Dr. Soren is 300 years old. Mm. He's an Auroran. Or Those something. are from Colorado. <laughs> oh. Yeah, yeah, and, you know, um, yeah, and they're like, Data, can you help us, you know, get get Jordy to go around? And Data is like, No, I'm scared. I'm fucking terrified. I've never experienced this before. Yeah, it's like, well, maybe you picked a bad time to do the emotion. Yeah, that, I wrote that down. Is is this a bad time to do this whole experiment, Data? I mean, I don't know what a good time would be, but I don't know when you're on shore leave. Fair enough. Um, and then they've crit a Klingon bird of prey shows up and beams up Soren and Jordy. Mm-hmm. And you can tell it's them because it's red, which means it's bad. Yeah. Cause theirs are blue. Um, they get, uh, they go back and then, yeah, escape the shockwave. And then Picard talks to Guinan mm-hmm. about the Nexus, yeah. which we've, already kind of gone over yeah we gave you the lowdown it's a place that you can experience perpetual joy time and space do not exist there you can relive all of your best memories 
forever and yeah. ever. It's like uh, opium. Oh yeah, it's exactly like opium. The best. I mean, time and space doesn't matter. You just <laughs> experience nothing but joy. It's just opium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna liken it to that fucking um, uh, hollow, hollow uh, that illusion from Fallout Three that fucking Stanislas Braun has that you have to go to where you gotta kill everybody as the pint-sized slasher. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um It's been a minute. I don't remember. I know. I don't think I don't think I killed everybody though. I think there's a nice way to do it. There is a nice way to do it, but if cuz there's like a secret code to like unlock the fucking panel in that house. I can't remember. This is way off topic and I'm sorry. <laughs> it's okay. <clears throat> but yeah, um because of uh, science bullshit that happened, Data has fused with the emotion chip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they can't remove it. And, yeah, he is... They're in the big room, the the big CGI room, and they appear very poorly matted in, mm-hmm. I would say. Um, yeah. As they're talking about the ribbon. And, you know... Data's like, hey, I, I can't handle my job anymore. Yeah, I just want to go really, and cry. This is really stressful. I'm very overwhelmed, and I think I need to just take some personal time. And Jean-Luc Picard is like, the fuck you will. You get your shit together. You got a duty to do. You can feel you're an officer. You're, you're an officer on my fucking ship, you goddamn robot. So if you want to feel an emotion, you feel courage. Because that's, <laughs> that's what I inspire in my goddamn staff. Do you understand me? <laughs> <laughs> the only thing I'm going to let you fear is fear for your life. <laughs> From if me. You do not, <laughs> yeah. If you do not do your job, Data. <laughs> Part of being an officer is being able to put your shit together. Yeah. <sighs> <laughs> square yourself away. Otherwise, you'll feel a size 12 French boot. You're anatomically correct, but. <laughs> that sounds like Captain Picard. <laughs> Just nailed it. <laughs> that's exactly what he's like. I don't know. I don't watch the show. <laughs> I think that's, what I can gather from this movie is that's about accurate. Yeah. It's like, yeah, my nephew burned in a fire. <laughs> he's death. the last of the Picards. <laughs> yeah, you don't see me crying about it. Yeah. Unless it's in private when I have to hand off all my responsibilities to Commander Riker. <laughs> he's my number one guy. <laughs> You gotta bottle those emotions. Store them away, Data. Deep down, deep down, <laughs> buried. Deep down them. under piles of duty and excuses and lost time, Data. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, turn yourself into a soulless machine, Data. Focused only on the job and duty. And the next day, the next start date, you just do it all over again, Data, and you push it all down. That's what being a Starfleet That's captain's what you all do. about. Yeah, you sit on it in that chair. That's it's all symbolic data. And then uh. if someone looks over just right, they can see a single tear escape, and you push it down. You push it down. You never and you let keep it go. Focusing on the job, data. <laughs> <laughs> and data's 
like, all right, I'll do my job. Jesus. <laughs> I feel like the only logical course of action is for me to keep doing my job. Because <laughs> you're ranting and your face is turning red. It's <laughs> <laughs> just crazy eyes. Uh, like a doll's eyes. <laughs> I want to hear it, Dana. I hear enough voices when I'm alone. <laughs> You're like, okay, well, anyway, um, the ribbon is moving toward Viridian 4. That's the one with people on it. Yeah, that's bad. We need to drop you off on Viridian 3, because that's where I guess Soren is fucking... Oh, no, he's... The, for, I wrote the down Viridian, Viridian 3. Yeah, I don't know. The The sequels to Viridian are kind of jumbled up. <laughs> I know. They I imagine. They should have just been like Viridian First Blood. Viridian First uh, Blood Part 2. <laughs> I, I imagine they're all green. Hence the name. <laughs> yeah. It's very Viridians. Yeah. And, uh, like, oh, well, how many people live on that planet? Like, oh, only 200 million or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a shitload of people. That's densely packed. Yeah, of a pre-spacefaring thing and so they have the prime directive they can't fuck with them oh okay i must have messed up well well that's why they didn't like a ski- well i don't know where you evacuate all those people <laughs> too, <but> four. <laughs> <laughs> get out of here go to the next one <laughs> <laughs> citizens we're from space get the fuck out hurry run to the exits <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> wow i really have no time to explain this all to you it's just you know i hope you understand it's for your own good oh but yeah so that's that's the thing we're like well over an hour at this point and we've just gotten to the plot <laughs> pretty much it's, and now we get to the the part that I must remember from this movie the first time that I watched it, and the second time it left just as much an impression, we get to hang out on rocks a lot. Well, no, not yet. We got... We, we still rocks? have a little bit. The rocks are coming well, up here shortly. Soren, like, interrogates Jordy. Oh, yeah, he does do that. Puts the thing in his eyes, and then the bird of prey hails them. They're like, hey, <laughs> we're a bird of prey. We have your guy. We'll take uh, we'll take your captain for your guy. Well, because, yeah, Soren was going to give them the data to collapse stars so that this one bird of prey can jumpstart the Klingon Empire. Yeah, I don't know how. I think it's just he's over. He's he's uh, taking advantage of the stupidity of these two sisters, because I think the commanders of this bird of prey are a pair of sisters. Yeah, I don't know. This movie doesn't seem to really care. They just need to have somebody blow up the, the Enterprise. Yeah, and attack it. Yeah. And so they do a prisoner exchange where they swap Jordy mm-hmm. for Picard. But Picard first wants to go down to the planet to talk to Soren because they need to figure out where the probe is so that they can shoot the probe. Once they shoot the probe, mm-hmm. uh, they'll stop his plan. Um, so they do that. They yeah. Yeah. Wop around, and then yes, it's old men on rocks. In the movie. <laughs> this is where we are. Oh man, I, I cannot tell you how much I just hate. My brain just has like a, it's just almost like turns off. Yeah, it just, well, it's like, cause he goes in, and it's just like, oh, Picard, you seem to have 
Found my force field. Yeah. Nothing could get through unless you made a tunnel of rocks. <laughs> yeah. And nobody can make a tunnel, tunnel of rocks. It's not like we're surrounded by nothing but rocks. It's just so fucking... It feels so very much like they drove out to a valley one afternoon and just... And they probably did, to be fair. But it just... It doesn't... It just... Oh, God. It feels very cheap, I think. Well, it just doesn't... <clears throat> convey anything of star trek well and yeah so he uses his control soren uses his control device to make the little rocket thing appear Mm. which i don't know if that made it like materialize i think he made it invisible yeah because it's like it seems like oh we got to get over there it's not like we would not know where it is yeah otherwise so i feel like it's just cloaked yeah Okay. Yeah, and uh this he Soren talks more about time. Mm-hmm. And how time will hunt you down. Yeah, he's just wasting a lot of time. Mine, especially. Everybody's <laughs> 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 Yeah, just a lot of time being wasted. Uh meanwhile Jordy is a spy now. And like they're all watching like he went and he took a shower. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the only engineer in Starfleet that doesn't go to engineering. <laughs> that was a good line, yeah. And they had to, like, watch Jordy, you know, like, take his shit and play cards. and. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, he's got his weekly poker game. <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's got priorities. I'm, I'm not <laughs> kidding. There is a weekly <laughs> poker game. Yeah. Yeah. Which is, like, the worst poker game I could ever imagine joining because it's, like, Data and Troy and Jordy and Riker. Oh, uh, yeah. And, like, Troy's an empath. Mm-hmm. Data is a probability machine. Yeah, I was like, how the fuck are you going to play poker against these two on fucking hard mode? Like, whatever, dude. It's a challenge. Riker seems like the cat. I do. I think of all of them, Riker's probably my favorite. Same. You know, Riker's just uh, so like, fucking cool. Like, at the end, when Riker's like, ah, that's where I get you, Captain. I don't plan on ever dying. <laughs> yeah, that's like, like, you're goddamn right, Will. <laughs> you're awesome, Riker. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I like you. Yeah. <laughs> Well, even like cause you're I've, not in, I've watched... you're not in this movie enough. Yeah, I know that was actually kind of like man, you should... that's something that he because he is in First Contact a bit more. I think even Jonathan Frakes directed First Contact, didn't he? We'll have to find. He out does next one week. of them. I, we'll know. Yeah. We'll let you know. We'll let you know. Um, yeah, but that, uh, Jonathan Frakes just seems so fucking cool. Also, the fucking voice of David Xanatos and Gargoyles. Yep, and he's in Factor Fiction. Beyond belief. Yes, asking people questions. <laughs> and uh, has one of my favorite YouTube montages of telling me that I'm wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just 40 seconds of him like, you're mistaken. That's made up. That's not true. Mm-hmm. Uh, just fucking gaslighting me for 40 <laughs> seconds. Well, you're wrong. He's got to tell you. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, uh, Data is scanning for life forms which he absolutely loves, mm-hmm. and he has his own little song. Yep, and everybody's looking at him like he's a psychopath. Yep. Like, we really gotta get these emotions out of this robot. Yeah, never give it a robot emotions. No, no, it just leads to trouble. Yeah, have you ever had a, uh, seen a thing where it's like a good story where a robot gets emotions? Like, maybe Bicentennial Man. Yeah, Bicentennial Man. Um, Red Tornado. From DC Comics. Uh, Short Circuit? Yeah, yeah. 
He doesn't kill Johnny Five's he, alive. Hey, he doesn't yeah, you know, go mass murdering of people at the end, does he? I don't think so. No, but it'd be much different <laughs> be if he did. I think wicked. it's just because they want to. I think it's because the the company wants to disassemble him. <laughs> but if he turned the tables and was just like Johnny Five, disassemble you. That would be fucking cool. There's a sequel. There was a sequel to Short Circuit. There's another sequel. Short Circuit Three. It's this reckoning. time it's personal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but anyway, Jordy makes it down to engineering and they uh, blast the signal to their their shield frequency, mm-hmm. and so the bird of prey, which would normally be outmatched, yeah, uh, catches them completely by surprise, and takes out a lot of their ship. Um, and it causes them to, you know, go into a big, you know, battle stations kind of scenario, um, where it's like Worf. What do you know about this bird of prey? He's like, it's fucking older thing? than shit. It's a relic. We could normally we could just shoot one, one uh, fucking photon torpedo at it, blow it up, but it's got the drop on us right now. Yeah, because it's blocking their torpedo frequency. Something that's fucking what? So they're like, oh, the plasma coils. Can we overheat plasma coils and cloak them? Mm-hmm. And Data's like, yeah, yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, sure, sure, of course. Hell yeah, 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 yeah. plasma coils. And, and so they do, and it causes them to cloak, and then he's like, we have to shoot in like two seconds at the exact right time, and we have a very dramatic pause from Will, and it's like, fire! <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it blows them up, but it causes the the whole warp drive to just completely go mm-hmm. fucking haywire. So they have to escape to the saucer mm-hmm. part of the ship. Yeah, because they can detach. They can detach the the plate from the rest of the meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they can just, I guess, crash land into the planet. <laughs> Not the longest fucking crash. That crash was like three minutes. I swear to well, God, I it mean... lasted forever. They came from space. They're probably going I righteously fast. I get it, but for fuck's sake, man, I get it. I know. This, this, they're crashing. It just keeps going on and on. There's so there's only so many ways I can watch people tumble around the bridge. Oh, and it's this movie has a lot of that, where it's just like, okay, you guys just fling yourselves around. We're going to move the camera a bit. Yeah. It's very Star Trek. I was just like, hey, why do you guys want to do it that way? Why don't you just, like... Not crash. Why can't you just hang out around the planet? Well, no. You need to have a dramatic crash. Look at that indentation that's left for 700 miles behind them. Yeah, those Viridians won't even know what the fuck happened. Yeah, it wasn't cool. Like, at first it was cool seeing the, like, the the discs part. Like, I think that was a cool effect how they did it. Like, the trees, like, being destroyed in the path of the, the Enterprise part. But it just kept going on and on and on. I just... Yeah, Man, and they're just please. like, yeah. So they crash land, and uh, yeah, that's that's it for that ship. I hope you weren't attached or anything. Yeah, uh, taken too soon. The Enterprise D. Well, now on to the Enterprise E. Yep. For excellent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for Enterprise. <laughs> for extra shit. Um. So yeah, they 
This is where Picard tunnels through the force field. Yeah, because they're basically just fucking dicking around, debating whatever. Picard's trying to talk to Soren. Soren's not having any of it. And then Picard sees, he sees like that small tunnel thing, right? Yeah. Well, that's where he, like, it's a, like the rocks. I think it was there before, but he decides he can go through and they have a big confrontation, which I say it's a big confrontation. <laughs> I mean, it's it's two it's, men in their fifties having a slow speed <laughs> fist fight. Couple and on, on a yeah, dude. It's not. It's it's about as good as fucking uh, Kirk fighting the Gorn. But the music's not as good. Yeah. Well, actually, the music in this movie is actually pretty solid. Oh, I know, but the music for Kirk fighting the Gorn. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually though, he can't stop the probe. The probe shoots out. There's no enterprise to intercept the probe. So the sun supernova. Well, yeah, the sun, we get to see a clash 12 shockwave and the ribbon comes in and Soren like holds his arms out <laughs> wide, <laughs> like Darmok at Tanagra. Take me ribbon. <laughs> and Picard's like, what the fuck? Yeah, and that's, and now it's Christmas. Yeah, so this qualifies as a Christmas movie now. Congratulations! Yeah, for all your holiday needs, watch Star Trek Generations. Um, yeah, it's and like fucking Picard is the father to an entire horde of British a children, brood. a fucking collective of <laughs> a fucking... hive of British children, <laughs> a hive of limey children. <laughs> Papa, papa. Hey, father, would you please get me some soup? Um, it's Christmas. Help me with my castle. Uh, please, will you help Tiny Tim with his broken leg? <laughs> no. And then because Tiny Tim immediately dies. The only thing that, if your boss is an asshole, Tiny Tim cannot make it. He can't survive. He can't survive. That's the only thing keeping you alive that is the adoration of the your boss. Blood of that boy. <laughs> uh, yep. Let the boy die. Let the boy die. Um, but yeah, he's like, oh, this is everything I ever wanted. It's Christmas. Like, really? This is this is what you've... I don't know, All man. Right. That rant about well, duty did you and see the... your feelings in your captain's chair really made it seem like you didn't give a fuck about old Victorian housing. <laughs> Uh, did you see the portrait though yeah get yourself a old old timey portrait because yeah. you're like in the past i think yeah it's like is I what think, he yeah, really wanted to perfect, live in like i think 1850 well i think it's like again similar to like the black mercy from dc comics it builds it's almost like constructing what your ideal world is right what will make you most happy so for him it like if Picard could, he would have a big family, and he would go back, and he would have like an old, like an old timey house, and just be like a dad, and you know, not have to worry about shit. He'd get to have a nice family Christmas instead of, you know, being a, a lone captain on a starship, uh, millions of miles away from France, uh, every every Frenchman's worst nightmare, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he. Eventually, Guinan shows back up, though. Or, like, an echo of Guinan. It like doesn't his... make any sense. Guinan's there, though. 
Well, because, like, part of her used to be there, but not actually there, so she's an echo of the person. Like, I was like, what the I don't fuck? know, because she should be dead. Well, also, wouldn't the rest of the Enterprise get sucked up into the fucking... Well, no, because the, the ribbon didn't go past the... Oh, it crashed. has to directly hit you, you even to, though you could you see to, it from space. Well, you have to be in its path. I think that's what... what the Because the, part of what Soren was doing was trying to pull the the ribbon towards him so i think you have to actually be like directly like interacted with it because i don't think the where they touched crashed, by the ribbon yeah i don't think they crashed near where the thing was gonna be gotcha yeah. well this eventually yeah guidance whole thing about being an echo it's very plot devicey it's very convenient <clears throat> yeah because she should be dead but since she's already been there, she's an Echo, so she can help him, I guess? Is this something all the Elorian DeLoreans can do? Yes. Okay. They're, they're all made of stainless steel. <laughs> they weigh a ton. <laughs> yeah. Um, but this eventually causes him to reject the fantasy. Well, he so he looks around and he's like, oh, this sounds great. Of course I'll help you build your toy, Tiny Tim. And of course, Oliver Twist, I'll get you some soup. And of course, you know, fucking, he's, you know, it's just all the, all this stuff. He's like, oh, he's so tempted by it. And then he like looks out, he's looking at the tree and then he sees like the glittering of the, the, um, what the fuck are they called? Ornament? That's the word. And he's like, oh, that reminds me of an exploding star killing everybody that I ever knew and loved. Eh, I'm gonna eat Christmas dinner, and then he looks out, and then he's he looks <laughs> out he on is. his lawn, and he sees that he's like got like 25 <coughs> Christmas trees on his lawn, and he's like, wait a minute, that's not right. I'd never have that many fucking trees in my lawn. <laughs> this, this is this not is real. <laughs> this is too much excessive. I'm, and then he has a I'm French, not figgy, ostentatious. It is figgy pudding, and it just didn't have the right amount <laughs> of salt in it. And he was like, I can't stand it anymore. I'm out. This is this is a sham. You're all fake. You're all not real. None of this is real. And yeah, Guinan's like, well, that was awkward. Do you want to go find someone that can help? <laughs> I, As I it know. Turns just out too. he just got here. Technically, I guess. Well, because time's. Well, to him, he's just got here. I guess. Is well, they're outside of time. They can yeah. go whenever they want. So they just go to when Kirk just got there. Yeah. And Kirk. His ideal fantasy is 11 years before the events of the movie, chopping wood and making eggs. Well, I guess the way I the way I took the what the movie was saying was like Kirk, his his ideal thing was if he could go back and like fix something that he thought was a huge mistake upon reflection. Was well, kind of yeah, like, he was gonna get in, instead because he wanted to go back to the Starfleet because yeah. he's just obsessed with the bridge. Well, he like he says it in the movie, like he wants to make a difference. He wants to actually be useful. It's just kind of part of who he is. And he, you know, he had that, like he had this lady, Antonia, not Apollonia, like Michael Corleone married and got blown up. Uh, totally different. No, lady. this is Antonia. So it's uh, Willa Cath, a fanfic. Ah, there you go. Even better. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so. Hate that book. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Fucking so yeah, that's what I've took it. Like he wants to, like his perfect thing would be if he could go back to this house that he loved, to have a dog that he really liked, and a lady that he loved before he and his you know, clock before he gave it away. Yeah, 
And, you know, it, it's like, yeah, it makes that fantasy world where he could go up there and, you know, tell her that he's going to marry that woman and not go up to Starfleet and, you know. Well, and yeah, and Picard's like, hey, you got you to gotta help out. This is all fake. And he's just like, yeah, well, fuck it. Yeah. What, what, what did being in Starfleet ever get me? Fucking, uh... Just in a, an abrupt ending and fucking being thrown out to space, flung like a ragdoll across the cosmos, a statue in Idaho. Come on. And then, yeah, he opens the door to the room and then they're in a different. There is his uncle cause... stable in Idaho. Yes. And then they start riding horses and I'm like, what are why? we doing? Why are we doing this? I think I wrote that down even. Why are we here? Yeah, this is What's what I wrote down. On? This is exactly what I wanted. Starfleet captains on horses. <laughs> and, like, the problem is, is that, like, yeah, I know they got to interact some or whatever. Yeah. But, like, this is the big meetup between the two. Well, and it's just so... We... Weird's not the right word. It's just not what you would kind of... It's like if you do like a, a meetup of Batman and Superman and they go out to like a hockey game. Like, <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, yeah. like, I guess, sure. <laughs> I don't see why they couldn't, but. But why? Why, <laughs> why are we doing I, this? Also, there's like 20 minutes left in this I know, movie. so we got to rush through this and we ride horses for a good minute, minute, 20 seconds. And he's just like, nah, none of this is real. Yeah. Tell me, are the odds terrible? Will I die? And he's like, oh, definitely. <laughs> Hugely. You're going to be so dead. Yeah, and he's like, if Spock was here, he'd say I was being rational and completely illogical. Mm-hmm. Sounds like fun. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. I, I Again, I do really, I wish Kirk was in this more. I wish he was part of the advent. Like, I, there's a lot of potential and good ideas here that I just wish were executed better. Well, also, like I said, Picard's like, because Guinan says that he can go back to any time and any place because it exists outside of everything. So if he decides to leave the Nexus, he can go wherever. And he decides to go five minutes before all this shit went down. (laughs) But this time he has Kirk. Yeah, got backup. Like, okay, sure. And yeah, and then they do. And Kirk just was like, aha, it's me. And. And Sword's like, who the fuck are you? I have no idea like, who you are. That's Captain James T. Kirk, legendary Enterprise captain. Okay. All right. Cool. <laughs> so now it's three old men on fighting on rocks. It's three old men on rocks. And I wish it meant something. I really do, because there is something cool about, even though I'm not super attached to it, there is something cool about seeing Kirk meet Picard and the that kind of crossover idea. It's just kind of like an afterthought. I, I honestly wish that they could go back and, you know, have like a shared enemy, like across time. Mm-hmm. Like if, if they built it up better that it was like, this is going to sound dumb. Cause I don't actually think you should do this, but like if it was con or something, yeah, you know, to where they could have like a shared opponent that or, has could have history with both of them. Well, and I'm sure that there is like an enemy that they probably did. Again, I don't know. I might also sound like a giant idiot, but like, I'm sure there is some kind of character concept that's in the original series that is referenced or could be 
resurrected for the next generation that you could have them like intertwine with you know what i mean they're like con's a good example because like that is a it's a neat idea i wish kind of in a fan servicey way that would be kind of wicked i was thinking like flint or um gosh man yeah. yeah but like you know you have something where like they cross pet you know in better terms oh I think, yeah because totally. yeah otherwise it's just like i don't honestly believe that picard needed kirk's help to do no. what he was doing there not really no well because he had he seemed to have enough time that because at one point right soren has this control like thing control like remote it's like a giant remote control. yeah it's like a tablet yeah a huge tablet and it turns the thing invisible and then it basically gets lost on a bridge and kirk's like i'll jump on that bridge to get it you do something else over there and I, you're right picard could have like jumped on that turned the thing on decloaked the the, the thing and done whatever the fucking doobly do he fucking needed to do to stop it yeah i i just I'm just watching it. I'm like, it, none of this needed to happen. Yeah. Like, and again, if you could go anywhere at any point in time, <laughs> you went to like the worst fucking, like, well, wait, oh man. Uh, I don't know. How about I go back to when I met Soren in the bridge and I uh, arrest him? Mm-hmm. I guess you could theoretically like Groundhog Day yourself, where like you get enveloped by the Nexus again, then you could theoretically just start over. Well, yeah, and that's the other thing, too. If he fails, he's just going to go right back to the fucking Nexus. Yeah, then he's going to have to fucking hopefully remember, like, ah, oh, shit, I got a duty, and ah, oh, damn. <laughs> then it's just going to yeah. be a whole thing. But, uh, yeah, they, through a whole series of events, a bridge just falls on Kirk. Yeah. The one thing that we never thought could take Kirk down, a bridge. Mm-hmm. The one thing he the where he get, finally was at rest with the thing he wanted most to be on a bridge, and uh, you know he uh, Picard's able to like engage the clamps. <laughs> yeah, and so when Soren comes up, it just explodes. Yeah, and uh, kills him, kills Soren, and Picard goes down to the bridge, and Kirk's like, "Did we save the day?" And, yep. Like, oh, well, it was the least I could do for the captain of the Enterprise. Even though it is, like, the whole thing surrounding it is pretty fucking ridiculous. They do do it well. It is tastefully done, his death. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I do even like his final, like, interaction with Picard and, uh, you know. Because it's like, a death for the major character like that, it's like, there's never going to be, like, a right way to do it, I think. No. No, there. But what is interesting is that uh, so uh, Picard buries uh, Kirk <laughs> on top of the rocks. Yeah. So he uncovered him from the rocks. Well, he, he removed drug him removed, up, <laughs> removed the bridge that huge ass fucking bridge structure from his corpse, drug his ass to the top of there, <laughs> threw a bunch of rocks on the, the body, and then just looked sullenly around, waiting for fucking rescuers. the sunset. Well, yeah, and it's like, oh, I'll bury him it's next like, to the water. That, he to liked me, water. is way more fucking disrespectful than, like... He didn't want to fill out that paperwork about how he encountered a dead James T. Kirk. Yeah, just leave him here. Don't tell anybody. We'll leave this in the <laughs> secret <laughs> file. This is, I already have to fill out why 
by fucking flagship of the whole yeah, fleet is blown the fuck up. Meridian three. <laughs> I do not want to include that I was lost in time and space and also found a legendary PS. starship captain and killed him. Yeah, P.S. <laughs> fucking icon of our entire whole generations of people dead, killed by a bridge. Found him, killed him. <laughs> I didn't kill also... him. He was killed unceremoniously by a bridge. Yeah. So, oh. Yeah. Still, though, that to me is way more like, that's kind of fucked up. I mean, take I, him to yeah. Idaho at least. You can't put him in one Iowa. of those. Yeah. You can't put him in one of those stupid fucking, like, uh, like tic tac containers to fucking put his corpse in till <laughs> the photon but it's a photon. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, and then yeah, they they're like, oh well, we can't salvage anything. Here's your cat data. Yeah, so at least they find the cat. Spot. And uh yeah. Like, oh, guess we'll have to build a new one. And they beam up and that's it. Yeah, that's pretty much that's that Star Trek Generations. The torch was passed. It was like a fumble. Yeah, I mean they picked it up and you know they they finished the game, but I, yeah, I mean in terms of like all of them, it's far from the worst. Yeah, it's, it's just so very like it's kind of like lower in the like lower like not mid to lower. So this is my final note. I'm wrapping this though. So this is okay, like a long, long episode of The Next Generation. Good acting, some good moments, great music at times, but bogged down by a dull plot. Very mad. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think we just really needed, like, a better, a better villain. Better villain, better plot. Like, I think a better plot, because I think you could do stuff with Malcolm McDowell. Oh, hell yeah. It's, it feels but... like a waste of him, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's... Yeah, I'd say, like, I don't remember where I put everything yeah, uh, in terms of, I can't but, imagine. like, I would say this is worse than Star Trek 3, because mm -hmm. uh, Star Trek 3 is just exciting in its own, it, it's more fun in its own right. Right. Um, But it's better than the motion picture and 5. Oh, hell yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'll hold off on uh, giving a ranking yet. I'll figure out where my old ones were, but I'll also try to rank these on, like, how they work against the other Next Generation movies. Oh, yeah, but just for now, mm -hmm. like, to give a context, since we've done others, I can... Yeah, that's true. I just can't remember what the hell my... where I fucking <laughs> landed. <laughs> it's, it's been so long. I'll remember for next time, though. Yeah, so... I yeah, that, that seems like a good spot for it, yeah. but that's not uh, it's that's not, not the end. Yeah, not the end. Uh, we got a first contact. Mm-hmm. Looking forward to Spo that one. Spoilers. We're gonna like it. Yeah, it's it's a big part of my childhood. Love that one. Yeah, it's, 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 a, it's a good one. And then uh, what is there? Insurrection yep. and nemesis. nemesis. Yep. So that's that's the immediate future. Um, for us. Yep. But until then, I'm Devin. And I'm Dayton. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. Peace.